Adam Gase cannot look as bad as he did in the first game. Sam Darnold cannot look as bad as he did in the first game. That offensive line better not look as bad as it did in the first game because if they do, Sam's going to have a bad day. And the Jets made a trade for Demarius Thomas from the New England Patriots. This is the first time the New England Patriots and the Jets made a trade since Bill Belichick. The Jets gave up a six-round draft pick, and I know a lot of people keep attacking the Jets. Well, that six-round draft pick is going to turn out to be an all-pro or pro-ball player. I don't think so. Demarius Thomas right now, I don't know if it's the same Demarius Thomas we saw on the Broncos. Demarius Thomas looked very, very good on the Patriots throughout the preseason. I know it's just preseason, but he looked pretty good. And they need a number one right now. They lost Quincy Anumar. He's out for the season. So, And Quinton Williams. I was the one that took shots at the New York Jets, playing him 35% of the snaps. This is the guy that they drafted at the number three pick of the draft. Arguably, a lot of people thought was the best player in the draft. They played him on 35% of the snaps. Well, he walked out of the game in a boot, and they're saying he could be out two to three weeks. I don't want to hear from the Jet fans that, oh, same old Jets, same old Jets. To me right now, it's not the same old Jets. It was one game. I took my shots at the New York Jets. Greg Williams' play calling was terrible. Adam Gase's play calling was terrible. And as soon as C.J. Mosley was taken out because of his groin, that wasn't the same defense. I believe that this defense could be one of the top seven or eight defenses in the league. Some people say top five. Without C.J. Mosley, this team... You saw, we're in a shambles. He is the captain in the middle of the field, defensively. The Jets looked as bad as you could look in the fourth quarter. You heard Jamal Adams on WFAN stating that it was one game, and you can't judge a season by one game. You're absolutely right. But you can judge a season by three games. If you go 0-3 in your bye week, that's a problem. When people had you winning 10 games and possibly being a wildcard team, if you go 0-3 at your bye, that doesn't look good. This is a team that has a lot of talent. They spent a lot of money in the offseason. You had Le'Veon Bell. He was playing pretty good football throughout the first three quarters. Going into the fourth quarter, Adam Gates didn't use him. I think Le'Veon Bell touched the ball five times in the fourth quarter. He has to touch the ball at least 35 to 40 times if the Jets expect to win. You gave him the contract that he wanted. He got his guarantee close to $40 million. Use him. Adam, you, you go on radio. You don't want to answer to the press. You don't want to speak up on anything. You want to blame your players. Use your talent. I listened to him on Miami last year. He was coaching the Miami Dolphins last year. And after the game, every game that they lost, he wouldn't take responsibility for himself. And I love Adam Gase for that. But if you're going to point your fingers at your players, you have to point your fingers at yourself. Your play calling sucked. And the NFL numbers show that this year has not been good for the NFL. And there's really nothing to really talk about about the NFL right now. There is nothing right now that is going on in the NFL that is important. Or a story. What, that the Jets stink? Why are we not surprised? <laughs> that the Giants defense can stop a nosebleed? We know this. We that the this. Buffalo Bills are going to fall apart at the end of the season and miss the playoffs? We yep. all know this. Is Patrick Mahomes going to be the same quarterback as week number one? Nobody cares. I'll tell you why nobody cares. Because today, yesterday, and the day before, the big story is Colin Kaepernick is going to have a practice session with now 11 NFL teams. Now the NFL wants to bring back a guy that they've kept away from football for three years because they need a story to talk about. Going into the playoffs, having Colin Kaepernick go out to the Super Bowl on Radio Row and interview with all the analysts and all the press, trying to pump up the NFL and how great the NFL is, giving him a second chance. This is an embarrassment right now for the NFL. This is an embarrassment for Colin Kaepernick. 
A guy that said he doesn't care if he ever plays in the NFL again. The NFL that has been attacking this man's livelihood for over three years. And now, when you've kept a player out from playing the sport for three years, you're going to let him come back and practice and try to make a team. And he's going to make a team. And something crazy is going to happen. He's going to go to an NFL team that is a playoff contender. And that quarterback, that starting quarterback, is going to get hurt in the playoffs or before the playoffs. And then Colin Kaepernick is going to make a crazy run to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. I could see that happening. You know why? It's a story. That's what it is. Now everybody's going to say, oh, here he goes again, thinking that the NFL is rigged. I have my own thoughts about professional sports and where professional sports is as far as a betting line, as a fantasy game, not even as a, a fan of a team. It's an embarrassment because the league right now is not talked about as much as the NBA. It's not even been talked about more than the MLB right now with the awards given out. The NFL right now, in the situation that they're in, they're just trying to find something to talk about. And they're trying to conquer the tabloids, conquer the papers, conquer social media. And it's not going to work. The fact that Stephen A. Smith has come out consistently saying that when Kevin Durant comes back and he goes to the Brooklyn Nets, that the Greek freak, Giannis, is going to leave the Eastern Conference, leave Milwaukee, to flee to go play in Golden State. How do you figure that? The heart of a champion, the heart of a lion, that everybody keeps talking about Giannis under the Kupo, that he is the type of player that will stay with one organization, that would stay with Milwaukee even when his contract is up, in one and a half years. That he would just pick up, jump on the bandwagon with Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and D'Angelo Russell. And by the way, how are they going to have the money for that in about less than two years? How are they going to pay Giannis, who's going to want 200 and some odd million dollars, maybe even three by the time that happens? How are they going to afford Giannis? They just paid Steph Curry $230 million. They just gave Clay Thompson $150 million. They just paid D'Angelo Russell $90 million. How the hell are they going to pay Giannis in a kaboom? The Greek freak. When Miles Garrett is 280, 290 pounds, he's a pass rusher. This guy is six foot three, six foot four. He's built like an ox. He's a muscle-bound idiot. I don't care what Mason Rudolph said. I don't care if he said racial slurs like he claims that Mason Rudolph was saying. First of all, Mason Rudolph's half his offensive line is African-American. Why would he say that? Number two, Miles Garrett, for the last couple of days, has not apologized for anything that he did last Thursday. I have not heard him say one sympathy or nice thing. You don't want to apologize to Mason Rudolph. Apologize to the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. Miles Garrett, what he did was outrageous. And the fact that he wouldn't apologize after it is an embarrassment. The NFL should put him through classes, anger management classes, because that cannot happen again. He has done this not once, not twice, but three times this year. He permanently injured Trevor Simeons. He hit Delaney Walker in the face. How do we know that this guy is not going to do it again? That he hasn't learned his lesson? 